1: Hello? Rodney. Hi, Rodney. Hey. How you doing? How? I'm good. How are you today?
0: I- I'm okay. I'm okay.
1: Aw, it's been a long time since we've actually chatted on the phone. <laughs> yeah,
0: it has. It has. Aww.
1: Well, give me a quick update. How's everything going just in life? And I know you had some church stuff going on and something to do with the house renting or selling? Yeah, I've got
0: yeah, I resigned my church uh, here on the twelfth, and we're trying to rent our house and just seeing where we're going next. Really, uh, kind of waiting oh, to see what happens, but it's okay. been it's been difficult. Yeah, oh, I'm but so it's all sorry. Good. Tell me, tell me some good news. I need some good news.
1: <laughs> well, real quick, did you say you already resigned, or you're about to? I okay.
0: already did. I resigned you already on mm Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Okay, okay, that's cool. So I'll just be praying over that. That's, I was just curious. Yeah. Cool.
0: Okay. Thank you.
1: Well, it sounds like you've had a lot going on. So I wanted to ask you just a couple quick questions before I dive into kind of the homeschool information and kind of
0: mm-hmm.
1: what I'm seeing for going forward. So remind me. I know that the, you have the first book done, and did you tell me that you have the second book in progress already, or is it
0: no? It's gonna, it's, It's still in the idea stage, really. Um,
1: Okay. Okay. So it would probably be like another probably six to 12 months before that would be ready, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's fine. And the reason I was asking is I was looking at some of the other promotional aspects of Amazon, and it was just talking about with fiction books, especially. When they're in a series, um, there's things you can do with the naming of, the, like the way the title is presented, to indicate there's a series, and there's also ways to add into kind of the bio on the page and the description that another book is coming, um, just to give people an incentive to keep on the lookout for it. Right. And I was re- I was trying to research through other examples of um, books in your genre. And a a lot of them do this. You know, they have the title or the series indicated in the title, and then they have a reference to the future books. Um, And a lot of them have like a free chapter or intro, you know, to the next book um, that people can get get when they subscribe to your newsletter. So that's kind of why I was asking. I think that would be – when you get to that point, it would definitely be a good way – You know, to kind of update the Amazon profile at least, Um, and then also the book sales page so that people can see when that's coming. The feedback from the launch team, you know, when we went through all the comments in there and the reviews, they all loved the story, and a lot of them wanted to know what was next. So that that should be encouraging for you. Right, (laughs) right. But on the other hand, I mean, there's also just the reality of, you know, sometimes it's hard to create and write when other stuff is going on in your life. So I'm perfectly aware of that. I just wanted to make sure you were thinking about that, you know, as you figure out how you're going to proceed with writing the second book in any certain time frame. Right. Um, Cool. I got you. Okay. I got you. Okay. Good. Okay. And then the next thing um, – I, I dug through the website a little bit. Did you ever get a chance to write any articles on Lift Up Your Day about the themes in the book?
0: No, I haven't done that. Okay. Not at all. Yep.
1: Okay. And then I didn't see any videos either, either except for the very initial ones.
0: Okay. Right.
1: Okay. One of the reasons I'm asking you this is because I'm working on um, a little bit of a monthly action plan for you. Because just to kind of give you like a few things that you can do easily each month to continue promotion of the book. So it's going to help me craft that to understand what you were able to actually complete, you know, for the content piece when we were working on the actual book launch.
0: That'd be good. That'd be real good.
1: Okay. And then the last question I had actually had more to do with with your publisher, because, you know, I told you I had not worked with them directly before. Um, when it comes to, and you may not know the answer to this right away, so I'll ask and then we can go from there. But when it comes to distribution of the book, and um, I know it's on Amazon, I know people can buy a hard copy or the ebook. And um, do you recall, like how else they were distributing that? Were they just sending the information out to online stores? Or were they trying to get it Um, you know, purchased, you know, at independent bookstores or anything like that, or do you know?
0: I don't know the answer to that. That's a great question. Okay. That's a great question.
1: Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. So here's kind of what I've been doing in the background because, you know, we have tried a variety of things during the time that we've been together. And Mm -hmm. I think... I think what the biggest challenge has been is, is just the fact that you you have a, a fabulous ministry in Lift Up Your Day with the Facebook and Twitter and the website, but you don't necessarily have a standalone kind of author platform. And when we started, you indicated that that was your desire. You wanted the focus to be more on Lift Up Your Day, and that's perfectly fine. Um, the challenge that comes with that is that when I go and reach out to people, you know, and, and say, hey, we have this book, would you review it? Would you be interested in interviewing the author, et cetera, et cetera? Um, you don't have kind of that standalone author presence. So some of what they are looking for can sometimes be based on your, like, standalone author presence versus just the ministry. Because Lift Up Your Day is not necessarily tied to, like, your book Itself, Does that make sense? Right. Like it's rough there, yeah. fair, but, it, but it's not around those themes. So a lot of the pushback that I've been getting, and it's not a, a negative thing. So hear my heart on this. It's not negative. It's just the way people like to collaborate with one another. There's always like a give and take, right? So if I'm going to interview you and I'm going to review your book, what could possibly be in it for me <laughs> in a collaborative right. fashion? And yeah. so a lot – a lot of the feedback I've received has been based around that, that it's just, you know, they, they don't feel like there's a reciprocal relationship there. That does not mean you're doing anything wrong. That just means that, you know, we have to keep searching to find the right people. Okay. So don't, I don't want you to hear that as a negative. I'm just trying to explain to you why it's been a little bit of a challenge, you know?
0: Yeah. And uh, just, you know, me- I, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I understand that. I really do. And, yeah. I mean, I would be more than happy to even open up another page for book reviews and let them uh-huh. guest post and, and all kind of yeah. stuff like that. So, I mean, well, if, if that's an issue, I'd certainly make it available for them to do that.
1: And that's definitely, that is definitely, because you do have, from what I remember way back when, you have a strong presence. You have a lot of visitors coming to lift up your day. You have people mm-hmm. responding and engaging with the post. You have traffic, which is a good thing. Um, right. the, the only thing that you need to consider when it comes to opening up maybe a guest post and reviews within Lift Up Your Day, or even if it's a separate section, right, on mm-hmm. Lift Up Your Day, you can do that, but it does add a little bit to the administrative nature, right, because someone's got to edit right. a review and all that kind of stuff. Um, and there's also a little bit of quality control. You know, you've got to think through, um, like, the types of material that would be um, reviewed and all that sort of thing because it reflects on the ministry. Does that make sense? So yeah. it, it, it's, it's not a bad idea at all. I'm, I just want to lay out, you know, if that's something that you wanted to do, you got to think through, like, who's going to handle the administration of that and how is – how how are you going to basically vet the books that you're reviewing, or the inter, or the guest hosts? Who's going to handle that? Um, and I, I don't know if it's you who's doing all the editing now, or if you have someone else who's doing that. But that's just something to consider from a time perspective.
0: Right, I got you.
1: So, so what are your thoughts on that? I mean, is that something that feasible? Well, doable? yeah,
0: it would it would primarily be on me. Um, there's a lady that does the the women page. Uh, for me Um, but a lot of that would be on me so um, I I understand that
1: okay and I'm wondering too like as as we're talking through this um, the the gals that write on lift up your day are they all uh, like is it like a list of collaborators that you've already approved or do you often bring new people into that mix? Does that make sense? Well, she's
0: mm-hmm. been bringing a lot of new people in, so. Um, okay. But most of that started, well, all of that started with people that I've read their stuff. Okay. Um, there are there are a few that I'd probably weed out, but all that's been happening just over time. I mean, you know, you read them and it's like, man, that's awful, and then you wait to the next month and. Okay. You kind of see they kind of fall by the wayside, really. So okay, okay. I've, dro- Cause, I've dropped a few people on the main page already.
1: Okay. Because I'm thinking, um, you know, when you said guest posts, uh, th- there's a couple of different ways you can do that. Um, the guest posts from other potential authors could happen within the main Lift Up Your Day space as long as they're writing on themes, you know, that are prevalent. Hold on a second. <coughs> I'm so sorry. The copy okay. your ear, um, that are prevalent in the main website. And then you might have a page that is something like recommended reads, you know, that sort of thing, where you're right. you're you're doing reviews of um, different books. And that yeah. way you can keep that way you can keep your guest posts in one section, and then your reviews on another, and it can kind of make sense and have a flow. Mm. So I don't think it's a bad idea at all. I mean, I'm sure we can easily cultivate a, a couple of um, people to submit. Um, but again, it, it is a process of having to read the book and actually write the review. And then, right. you, know, you know, from the beginning, have it be a little bit of a reciprocal arrangement. You know, the, the books that you choose, you know, reaching out to them and going, I'd love to do this for you. You know, you know in return, would you be able to review my book on your website kind of thing? so we yeah. can definitely we can definitely work on the wording on how you would kind of phrase all that um but the key thing would be to get a couple of reviews up like if you've already read something for example that that you would like to include in that space you could already get started just adding you know two or three reviews so it's not a completely empty page right yeah and then because remember, when people are looking at that opportunity, they're going to want to see that there's traffic, you know. So we, we would need to get a couple of reviews at, and then we would need to start reaching out to these people so that they can see, you know, here's Lift Up Your Day, here's the review section, here's a little bit about our stats in terms of just high level, like traffic to the page and stuff like that. Um, and would you be interested in exchanging, you know, a review on, on the book kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's,
1: def- that's definitely possible. And I think too that it might get you a little bit of a different audience to lift up your day in general, right? Because sometimes people come to a website for one thing and they, then they notice the other resources that are available. So it might wind up giving you a little bit of cross traffic in that respect.
0: I got you. Okay, cool.
1: Okay, so I'm going to put that down on our notes. Um, the second thing is I've been working with a gal um, who she owns a. Um, Well, not. she has a Facebook group um, that's a self-publishing support group. And I've been hanging out on a couple of these groups really just to see if they would be of any benefit to you, right? Because I don't know if you know this, but there's about a million Facebook groups, (laughs) you know, really, that you could join. I mean, you type in Christian fiction authors or Christian fiction books or whatever. I mean, there's a huge list that comes up. And so what I've been doing is I've been joining them all and hanging out for a couple days just to see, like, what the interaction is. Because there's no point in being in one of these Facebook groups if nobody ever responds to anything or engages, right? That's just a waste of your valuable time. So this particular group, um, I've been looking around specifically for groups that are, serve more of an assistance purpose. And, and I know your book is, is not a true self-published book, meaning you doing it all your own, right? But right. you do have a publisher who's come along to help you with certain aspects of it. But what does still solidly fall in your camp, outside of what your publisher, doing, what your publisher is doing, is that continued networking and marketing and reaching audience with your book, right? So, yep. I have a couple of these groups that I've been hanging out in, um, and this group is actually very heavily populated by homeschool moms who are writing their own books or releasing their own books. So I've hung right. out in there for a while. Really, remember I told you all this is about building relationships. So I've hung out in a while for a while, answered a couple of questions you know, just to interact um, because I didn't want to, like, barge into a group and start asking people to review something, right, because that's just not the way (laughs) you're supposed to do that. Mm -hmm. And um, the owner and I, Melinda, started talking a little bit about um, just your book in general and how we're trying to reach a specific audience at this point with the homeschool moms and their kids. So we have a little bit of a list of – there's actually – about four or five moms that I've reached out to that are homeschool moms, that have kind of an established website and actually have kids that are in the range that would read your book. So that's what I was referencing last time is that I've, I've reached out to them to ask them, you know, would you consider reading this with your kids and giving us a little bit of a online, not, not a review on Amazon necessarily, although that would be helpful, but to actually um, review the book in the setting of their homeschool blog. So providing kind of a – even if it's maybe not a chapter-by-chapter breakdown, but just, you know, at least four or five blog posts that deal with the book, the themes in it, what they think, and what their kids think, right? And I'm hoping that out of everything that we try, (laughs) that that we have tried – that that will result in some tangible results for you. Because as we've talked about before, homeschool moms are always looking for great resources for their kids, right? And mm-hmm. they want inspirational books. They want empowering books. They want things that really teach their kids about God a lot of the time. And, and books that are not dry. You know, they're actually interesting and engaging and <laughs> will hold their kids' interest, which I think your book fits perfectly. So that's one of the things that I have working on that I'm still waiting on responses for. So just to to encourage you in that. But we did pick um, four or five of them that, again, they have an audience. You know, they have people coming to them for information on homeschooling and what to teach your kids and what resources to use. So if we can get that connected, that will be a really good outlet for you. So that's good. That's encouraging. Yeah, Um, that sounds good. The second thing is there are a couple of groups I found on Facebook um, that I'm going to send to you that as time permits, you might just want to go in and hang out in and and, and communicate with the people in their And um, One of the, I don't know if you know this, but from my perspective, I think I've told you before that when I get clients, it's almost always word of mouth referrals or it's from Facebook groups where I've just answered a question or two, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, yeah. And, and, and it's, and today I've not had to do anything else at all because of, you know, how I try to serve you guys beyond what I promise, but also by just going in and answering questions with no expectation. You know what I mean? And so I think for you, when it comes to networking and, and kind of establish, establishing some of those author relationships that could lead to more collaboration down the road. It would be good for you to spend, you know, a couple minutes each week potentially um, just hanging out in some of these groups, you know, and answering questions or being encouraging or, um, you know, sharing other people's work. Again, that fits into the Lift Up Your Day um, uh, messaging, right, because it all has to tie together. And I, I think you'll be surprised that at the fact that a consistent presence, like encouraging others, you know, then when you make a request, it's not such a big deal. You know, they're eager to help you because you've been helping them, you know? Right. So, so I I have a list, I have a list of those for you, but I'm very, very serious. Like just last week alone, um, I answered a question in a Facebook group, a pretty detailed question about influencers And from that one comment, I didn't even say what I did. I mean, you know, I just answered the question and someone asked me, well, how do you know all this? What do you do? And I said, oh, I own my own business and and here's some more resources for you. That's all I said. I actually got three clients from that because I've spent six months in that group answering questions. Do you see what I mean? Yes. So it it is a little time consuming sometimes. Don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. I, I've i just made it a habit of going into these core groups that I'm a part of and just answering questions for 10 minutes a day, you know? And, like, in the case of that group that I've been in for six months, it's the first time I got clients from there, but three clients, you know, for a pretty decent investment. I mean, and all I did was answer questions for 10 minutes every couple of days, you know? So wow. I I really think for you um, – and. Like, I know that there's been a struggle with the whole promotion and the marketing, and what I'm trying to do by telling you this is to encourage you that really, it really is about relationship. You know, and if you stand out as someone who's just consistently serving and connecting and, and sharing others' information where appropriate, you know, it, it'll take time of doing that consistently, but people will return that favor. You know what I mean? Right. I
0: you just. You.
1: Because if you think about social media in general, just how overwhelming it is and how much how many people are on it trying to vie for a little piece of someone's attention, right yes. you, you just you have to stand out in a way that shows who you really are and what's really important to you, and I'm not bragging on myself, but I think you know in my case, I've always tried to do that of just you know, these are, this is why this is important. This is why you should do this. This is why we should be obedient to the message God's given us. Here's the tools you have to do that. You know, I've just always been consistent in my messaging. And because people see me doing that long-term, then they're more likely to come back to me when they actually need something, you know, and I think the same could be for you and even lift up your day. You know, it's not just your book promotion. You know, some of these um, groups, you can go in and promote. And I know you do some of this. I've seen you do some of this, post the blog posts in different groups.
0: Yeah. But
1: I, I think beyond just posting the articles, really going in and just interacting with some of the people as time permits and answering questions could You're be right. good for you.
0: Okay. I got you.
1: Okay. Yep. And then the last thing I was looking into – well, actually, there's two more things. Um, do you have like I know you live in Tennessee, but I, I'm totally not familiar with where you live just because I've not lived here long enough to know where anything is outside of Nashville and Chattanooga. So, are there like local homeschool groups or homeschool tutorials in your area, or do you know what I mean not, when I'm asking?
0: Yeah, not really.
1: Not really. Okay, I don't yeah. know. Are you are you like in a rural part of Tennessee?
0: Yeah, very very much so
1: okay now with the changes going on personally do you think you guys will be staying there or do you think you might be moving on
0: we'll be yeah we'll be moving on probably to a well to a much bigger town probably in georgia
1: in georgia okay so this might be a for later type of thing um but when my daughter when i had her home for homeschooling well number one i have a full-time job so that was really interesting. But number two, um, what I did to help manage time a little bit um, and to give her a little bit of social interaction is I put her in a homeschool tutorial. And it was a a two-day program where she went and learned all the basic um, courses plus like electives. And so like one of the electives she took was drama. Another one she took was literature. And so like in that example, the teacher was always asking for recommendations from the parents so she could review the books and see if she wanted to include them in her curriculum for the semester. Um, and then here in Nashville, we do have um, larger homeschool groups that meet, you know, for people that don't want like a formal, mine was a little more of a formal tutorial, but who just wanna meet once a week to discuss literature or math or whatever. And, but a lot of those groups are like under the umbrella of a main organization, right? That manages the individual groups throughout the city. And so I'm I'm really thinking that down the road, especially when you're a little bit more settled to where that's more likely to be present, you know, in the area that you're in, you know, just reaching out to the people that run those homeschool groups or tutorials and saying, you know, hey, I have this book, I'd like it to be considered for, you know, an elective or, or fiction book for curriculum, you know, who do I need to talk to kind of thing. And it does, require, it does require a little bit of legwork, you know, because you have to find the people and email them and correspond with them. Um, but, but that's what we used to do with the English teacher at our tutorials. We would tell her books that we loved and why, and she would review them. And she had the final say, but ultimately she included a lot of it in the reading required reading for the classes. And then she would keep them, like, year to year. So that's another um, – a way to kind of get your book in front of the audience, you know, that you're really looking for. If you've got a homeschool school tutorial of 40 kids and they, they have to buy the book as part of the curriculum, that's a good thing for you, right? And, yeah. and, then, and then, of course, the parents are exposed to it and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I, I don't know about you or how connected you are with the homeschool community, but they are one of the most, um, I don't know, collaborative groups I've ever been a part of. I'm actually in still some of the homeschool groups, even though I no longer homeschool, just because of the way they share, like, resources and things going on in the city and that sort of thing, because they love to tell each other about the amazing things they found <laughs> that have helped their kids. And so, like I've told you before, I think word of mouth, marketing like that for you is going to be really important, and it's better for you, yes, to focus on the social media aspect through, like, the book reviews and all that sort of stuff, But also, you know, to see what's available to you, you know, in your local community, because if you can become kind of a trusted name and resource for the fiction that you're writing or whatever else that you write down the road in your local community, the word will spread. Does that make sense? Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. But again, that might be something later down the road since you're kind of in the middle of transition right now.
0: Right.
1: So the last thing, and this actually had to do with the distribution question that i had and i was looking at trying to figure out like like i don't know if your publisher is trying to get the book into bookstores or libraries or anything like that so um that might be a question and um, that i can probably follow up with on your behalf and ask him because okay. there's a lot of things there's a lot of things there's a lot of articles online for traditional self-publishers that talk about you know, how do you get your books into bookstores and what's the process like and how do you get the book into libraries? And I just have no idea if your publisher even tries to do any of this. Um, and if he, if they don't, for whatever reason, you know, it could be time or resources or whatever, um, you know, is that something that you would be able to do, you know, through the steps that are kind of outlined? So I'll ask yeah. him, but, but I don't know, because, again, I've not yeah. worked with him on that. Because I think... Um, Really, the challenge that you're having right now is your book is available, right, and you have hard copies, but, like, how many of those hard copies are actually out, like, in storefronts or in, on church tables, right. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that means that you're inherently the one responsible for trying to figure out how to get these books in front of people. Um, and if there's a way that, that you can get them in bookstores or the library – on these homeschool groups or anything like that, it will just be to your benefit, you know. Number yeah. one from yeah. from sales, but number two, um, just for exposure, you know. Yeah. Okay.
0: Whatever, whatever I need to do, I'm willing to do. So I, I just uh, really kind of need to know how to go about it, and I'm willing to call or go visit or whatever. I've yeah. still got boxes. I mean, if some of these homeschoolers want a copy. I don't mind putting one in the mail. I mean, if you can get the address or something, I'd be happy to to mail as many as we need to. I got. I, I actually planned on in July. There's a homeschool conference in Atlanta, and I planned on uh, trying to get a table and just okay. setting up the, trying That's to sell some that way.
1: But do you, do you know what conference it is? What it's called?
0: Uh, I, I don't really remember it. I just know. Let me see if I can find it real fast. Uh, I think it's the Southeast Homeschool Expo.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: July 28th through
1: the 30th okay That, that is a, that's that's actually a fantastic idea but also like trying to find ones that are close to where you are so you don't have to worry about a whole bunch of travel and costs and all that there's another one um, in oh gosh where is it it's in Ohio Maybe. yeah it's, there's a, it's called the Two to One Conference, and it's in Sundesky, Ohio, and that's another big homeschooling conference with some people I know that run it, um, where uh, the it, the mission statement of the conference is a faith-based conference from homeschooling parents, um, who are active in social media, who blog, have websites, and are just looking for great resources for their family. So that's another one. Although I I have no idea how far Ohio is <laughs> from where you yeah. are. But you know th- there's there's definitely an abundance of conferences where you could have a book table, or even if you can't attend a conference sometimes they will let you do if they have sponsor um bags like gift bags they give out when um, attendees register you know, you could you could technically um, give like a postcard about the book or you could even give book copies if you wanted, you know, with a little insert saying, hey, after you've read this, you know, can you go review it, connect with me here kind of thing. So you don't always have to travel to the conferences. Sometimes you can just act as, as a little bit of a sponsor by giving gifts for them to give away to the attendees. And that's another way, you know, to ex- increase exposure to you specifically. Right. Okay. okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going I'm to continue to um, correspond with these gals and try to wrap that up as quickly as possible to, to just get something firm in place. Like right now we're just kind of in these conversations about what this could look like. And then mm-hmm. once I have a couple of them committed, then I'll kind of let you know what that's going to look like. But usually the way I set these up is they review either sections of the book you know, like, like three chapters at a time, or they review like um, each chapter each week, but it really depends on their, um, their editorial calendar. So that's why it takes a little time to organize is they may, yeah. a lot of them, they, you know, they already have stuff planned out and stuff like that. So I'll try to yeah. wrap that up. And then when I'm working on the ongoing marketing calendar for you, um, I'm going to go ahead and put some of the stuff that we've been talking about in here, um, and maybe try to find a few more conferences from a homeschooling perspective that are kind of near you that might be helpful to you. Because, I, again, face-to-face interaction is always better than social media. So if you're able to be there with a table, you know, in a highly trafficked part <laughs> of the event, or if you can provide some sort of sponsor gift um, for the bags, then that would be a benefit to you to get the name out for sure. Right. Okay. Um, now the last thing I have is I do have a list of podcasts um, that we can reach out to uh, for you to do interviews on and and I've mentioned this before, but I just now i just I have the list now and the thing with the podcast is it's not a um, you go on and talk about the book exclusively right they're more mm-hmm. looking they're more looking for um, just parts of your story in terms of becoming an author, for example. Like what, what did that look like for you and how did you make that decision? Um, it could look like, you know, why you wrote the book, why you felt it was important. We've talked about this before. And why you felt this particular type of book was needed, the genre, the way you wrote it, the characters, all that sort of thing, who you're trying to appeal to. And a little bit of just your story and how it's woven into your work, you know, as an author and as an administrator of Lift Up Your Day. So we can definitely, the the thing with those is when you pitch to them, it's almost always better for you to do it directly as the author because you are the author. So if that's something that interests you, I have the list and I can tell you kind of this is what you should generally say you know, when you're reaching yeah. out to them. Um, but it is something that's better for you to manage just because you're the owner of, of the material and you're the one that would be telling the story. And it because it's also not a media thing, right? Th- these are like other authors and speakers who happen to also have podcasts. And so they're not quite as receptive to media pitches like the traditional someone emailing on behalf of the author. That just doesn't go well, <laughs> you know? Yeah because they're looking for that relationship. So I have a a list of those um, that I can send you and kind of give you a little bit of an overview of how you would reach out to them. And it has like the podcast name and the submission process and who you need to email if you need to do so, that sort of thing. Um, So it's not like you have to go hunting for anything. It would just involve you kind of crafting the email to each podcast and, and sending it out and kind of waiting for the response. And the cool okay. thing about that, the cool thing about that is you've already done some of this work. Um, when we were working on, kind of the content piece for the book launch, I had asked you, you know, what are the four? Are there like main themes in the book that you could write about or talk about? And so, like in this scenario, um, depending on which podcast you're reaching out to and like who their audience is, all you really have to do is pick one of those themes and present that as what you could possibly talk to them about. Does that make sense? You don't have to, like, yeah. make stuff up. It's already kind of in our documents. So all to say, um, I think that will be another good course for you where you can feel like you're actually kind of taking action and, and, and doing some stuff towards this beyond everything else you've already done as a way to move forward. And then, again, I'll work on the, the homeschooling angle that I have right now um, so hopefully that will get situated sooner rather than later.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Okay. Do you have any questions about anything that I've said?
0: No, it sounds good. Sounds good.
1: Okay. And is there anything else that you that you feel like I could help you with that I haven't to date?
0: No. Uh uh-uh. uh Okay. I, I, just
1: make, I
0: just want to make sure I just want
1: to make sure. And again I don't and And just you know, Ronnie, I don't mind hanging out with you a little bit longer just because I have time <laughs> you know well, december the summer is usually a little bit lighter for me, and um, so I'm really trying to get a little bit of movement for you in 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 one of these areas before I start getting crazy busy in the fall for book lunches um but right. just like I said, I, I told you in the very beginning, sometimes marketing is just trying and trying and trying and trying till the right thing hits, <laughs> you know, and I feel like yeah. that's kind of where we are. Is we've tried a lot of different things and you've had some good success with some of it. I mean, the book did sell recently in the beginning. You did get reviews. You do have exposure. It's just a matter of finding where your, your unique audience is, you know, right. so that we can, once we find it, then you're going to be amazed. <laughs> but we're just still kind of in the process of figuring out who exactly that is and how we get in front of them. Right. Okay.
0: Sounds good.
1: Awesome. And then in the meantime, and again, I'll send you your notes, but in the meantime, really think through that adding the review section to lift up your day. And if you have right. any books you've already read that you could go ahead and put up a quick review on. Um, and usually the reviews, you know include like the cover and the description of the book and the author and a link back that's really important link back to their website so they know because most authors uh, are notified when someone links to their website so that just lets them know that you're talking about them that's always a good idea um yeah. again again to start the relationship and you can even start tweeting out you know and send, posting on facebook information about the reviews and tagging the authors um, because it 's a way to start building relationships with those authors you know and yeah. getting them exposure, which you know will hopefully allow them to collaborate with you as well and um, and then think through from an administrative per- perspective you know h- how do you want people to submit you know their book for review kind of thing right you know, and usually it 's a form like people can fill out a form on your website their name and their book title and what it's about. You just have to have a, you know, a, a parameters. You know, these are the type of books we'll review. <laughs> these are not right. the kind of things, So you're not getting a bunch of stuff that is not appropriate for the platform. I
0: got okay.
1: you. Um, oh, and one one last thing on that is you can ask your contributors what they would recommend. You know, they they probably have books that they've read that they could write reviews on, too so you can get a good library of them going on um, before we start actively reaching out to other authors. Right. Okay. Sounds good. Cool. Okay. Well, I'll send you the notes with a kind of a highlight of everything we talked about and, like, your next action steps, and then I'll list what I'm doing on here as well, and then we'll touch base, you know, in a week or two about what where, where all that is for both of us.
0: Okay. Sounds good. Thank you, Lindsay.
1: Okay. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your week, and I'll definitely be praying over everything that's going on.
0: Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye.